Hey guys, Gordon here. I just want to take a second and thank you for downloading our episode, listening to our episodes, sharing our episodes, tagging us on social media and helping us grow our mission. It means everything to me. And from here uh, to continue growing where we're at, please consider throwing us a small donation just to help grow the mission, support the team, support the infrastructure and continue to build the Permafit name. Thank you all so much. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. What is up, guys, and welcome to the Strength of Body and Mind podcast. My name is Gordon Light. I'm going to be your host. Welcome to the show. Now, in this show, we talk about all things fitness and health related so that you can craft a high performance body and mind for continued success and results. This content is totally free, so if you did get value out of it, please go over to iTunes and leave me a rating and review. I would appreciate that so much. Now let's dive right into the show. What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Art of Weight Loss. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, welcome to the Strength of Body and Mind podcast, which, by the way, if you are listening to this on the podcast and you want to check out some of these live videos or jump into the Facebook group and see some of the other content that I post there that doesn't make its way to the podcast, then go onto Facebook and search for my closed group. It's called the Art of Weight Loss. And then likewise, if you are on uh, Facebook right now watching this video, whether it's on replay or live, uh, and you want to check out the podcast, then I encourage you to jump over either to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever platform you like, and search for the Strength of Body and Mind podcast that has content there that is not aired here and vice versa. So there's there's a, there's a lot of stuff on both platforms that don't cross over to the other. But uh, if you do get value out of the podcast, please leave me a review, preferably on iTunes. I'd appreciate that. That would help me helps me reach more people and ultimately get more messages out. So what are we talking about today? So this one's actually really important. And uh, this is following a comment that someone left in the Art of Weight Loss group. But this one's all about portion control. Portion control, which is a, um, even though that person left that comment and it kind of like spurred the idea of this video, this is something that comes up all the time when I talk to people is portion control, portion control. Gordon, I struggle with portion control. Um, Hey, what's your, what's your biggest issue nutritionally? Oh, it's portion control. I can't control my portions. That's a, that's a huge topic. So my question for you is, do you struggle with portion control? Do you struggle with portion control? Is that something that you feel like you don't fully understand how to do? And maybe you don't understand really what a good portion is supposed to be. Or if you do, for some reason, you can't stick to that portion. And instead you eat more and more and more, you consume more and more and more of that thing. So, so much so that the portion is like now two portions or three portions or what you consider two portions or three portions. Um, and really, honestly, like what I, what I would say is probably the most common and maybe you're experiencing this is, do, you know, do you start the day off doing well? Do you start the day off sticking to what you believe are good portions? Maybe that's the recommended serving size of the food that you're eating or whatever. And you start the day off going well, you know, the breakfast goes well or whatever your first meal of the day is goes well. And then lunchtime goes well. And then as the day goes on, those portions tend to grow and grow and grow. And you find yourself eating a lot of food or consuming a lot of things on the back end of the day. If that's something that you are experiencing, let me know. Put in the comments. Yes, that's something I'm experiencing. Uh, I eat more at the end of the day. I have late night munchies, that kind of thing. Um, Or I get to dinner time and my dinners just get bigger and bigger for some reason. Um, 
you know, that's, it's really, really common. And some, some prime examples of this to get more specific, they look like this. Um, so if you work in an office, for example, and you're, you're, you know, you work in day in, day out, fine, great. Even, even the stuff you take to work to eat or however you acquire your food during the middle of the day, um, that stuff is rel relatively well-regulated, meaning you don't overbuy or overpack food, but there's always that person that brings in leftover cupcakes or brings in a box of donuts on a Friday to try and lighten the mood or brings in a leftover wedding cake or something and they leave it around and you have a small bite at first and then a couple hours later you walk by it again, you have another bite and then a couple hours later you walk by again, you have another slice or whatever. And then before you know it, as the day goes on, not only have you had your lunch and like your own snack or two that you brought, but you also had one or two or three cupcakes and one or two or three pieces of cake or two or three donuts or whatever was brought in. That's extremely common. I hear about that all the time. Um, another prime example of this is when your day is going well and you've packed your own lunch or you maybe you bought lunch, but you bought something that was a little bit healthier and the portions were right. And you're going through the day just fine, even, and you leave work and everything's going great. And then you get home and your partner, your wife or husband or boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever, they, uh, they bring home a pizza and, and even that is like, okay, fine. You know, I'll just have like one or two slices and a salad, but, but instead you have three or four or five slices and you're not sure really why you did that. Uh, and you find yourself kind of beating yourself up at the end of the day. Like, why did I have so many? And that, that whole portion control thing comes in and you're like, well, I didn't stick to my portion. <laughs> I had two portions or whatever. And it just grew and grew and grew. Um, and by the way, in this context, you know, pizza could be anything. Pizza could be uh, Chinese food. Pizza could be Thai food. Pizza could be whatever. It doesn't have to be, you know, necessarily pizza, but whatever it is, you find yourself having two or three or four portions instead of just, just the one. Um, and then another like really, really common example is, ice cream, pints of ice cream. Okay. Maybe you found yourself doing this. You buy a pint of ice cream when you're shopping and you're like, okay, this will last me two or three days. This will last me two or three nights of getting like cravings or getting the munchies or whatever. And then you open it up on that first night and you eat the entire thing. And so not only have you not stuck to your portion, but you've kind of like lied to yourself at this point because you bought that with the intention of making it last two or three days and you ate it all at once. And uh, by the way, these things, like most things I talk about, these are things that I experienced personally. Okay? These are things that I went through. These are things that, that I've lived. These are things that all of my clients have lived. So I get it. Um, so let me know if this is something you struggle with. If this is something that has happened to you or maybe happens to you regularly. Um, but here's the good news. Even if those things are happening to you, even if some other spinoff example of those things is what happens to you, regularly, that is not the issue. Okay. Portion control is not actually the issue, right? I'm going to say it again. Portion control is not actually the problem. The problem is that you don't fully understand energy balance. You don't fully understand energy balance. Okay. Now hear me out. Okay. Because energy balance, if you understood energy balance, none of this stuff would be a problem. Okay. Energy balance is the balance of calories in versus calories out. Okay. On a, on a 24 hour period across 24 hour period and really across a week long period, but that's kind of like a next level version of this. But within a 24 hour window, 
energy balance is the balance of calories in versus calories out. Okay. And, and by the way, if you get nothing out of anything I say ever on, in any platform, take this away. The balance of calories in versus calories out, that energy balance is the number one component to mastering weight loss and commanding weight loss and commanding predictable results over time like clockwork for the rest of your life. This is the number one thing. If you can not just hear the words, but truly understand how it works, which by the way, takes some experience. But if you can truly understand how energy balance works and what the side effects are of being in an energy imbalance or being in an energy balance for a consistent period of time, once you understand that and, and really know how that works, you can command weight loss, literally command weight loss at will. It's like a, it's like a license to, to, to print results, if you will. It's like, oh, I want to lose 20 pounds. Okay, bang, here we go. Energy balance in place, macros on point, bang, done. It, it is that simple, okay? Now, it's not necessarily easy, but it is that simple. Again, not easy, very simple. There's a lot of side effects here that are in play. There's a lot of psychological things that take place, right? So the satiety, mental satiety, those things need to be adhered to, but this is the number one thing, okay? If you ever want to have results that stick and you want to have predictable results that you can get over and over and over and over again, literally for the rest of your life, this, number, this thing has to be number one. This thing has to be understood. And this is something that I focus on very, very, very hard with all of my clients is to make sure that they understand this, to make sure that they truly understand energy balance and they don't just hear the words, but they truly understand it. So I want to explain what energy balance is not. Okay. Because a lot of people confuse energy balance. They confuse calories in calories out with all these other things. This is what energy balance is not. Okay. This is what energy balance is not. It is not starving yourself. Okay. That is not energy balance. It is not crash dieting, which means it is not one of these ridiculous diets where you're like crashing hard and doing nothing but drinking juice or whatever for a week. Uh, it is not that. It is not restricting all of your carbs. Okay. It's it, cutting all your carbs out is not energy balance. All right. It is not taking a bunch of supplements. Okay. It is not going to GNC or whatever and buying a bunch of supplements and hoping that those vitamins and minerals and supplements and amino acid powders and all this other stuff is going to do the work. Okay. It's not. It is not taking a thermogenic fat pill, fat burning pill, which a lot of people like to do. Uh, that doesn't really undo any of these bad habits. And it is not, this is my favorite one actually, it is not eating superfoods and whole foods and organic foods and USDA approved and all that stuff, non-GMO. It is not that. Energy balance is not achieved simply by replacing everything in your diet with superfoods and whole foods. Okay. So those things are not what make energy balance possible. Okay. Energy balance is all about achieving a unity balance in favor of your goal in terms of calories in calories out. So what does that mean? Well, everyone's goal is different. And because everyone's goal is different and everybody, everybody is different. Everyone's body is different. Everyone's experience is different. Everyone's, um, like kinetic chain is made up of different ratios of muscle and, and fat tissue and things like that. So because everyone is different, then there's, there's really no such thing as a, like a cookie cutter, one size fits all plan. Okay. Nutritionally, there's no such thing. 
Meaning if you take, if I take my nutrition plan and I hand it to you and you follow that plan to a T, you will not get the same results that I get for a bunch of different reasons, not just physically, by the way, there's a lot of mental things that go into that. Um, and because of that, you know, the other thing too, to remember is that my goal is different than your goal and your goal. So a few people are online right now. So shell is online shell. Your goal is different from, from Santo and Santo. Yours is different from Rihanna. So everyone's goal is a little bit different, right? And even if you think your goals are identical or similar, they're not. (laughs) And the, the backbone of that goal is you and you are unique. And because you are your unique, not every plan is going to work the same for every single person. Okay. That plan needs to be specific for you. So with that being said, let's, let's talk about this unity balance. Okay. Unity balance needs to be achieved in favor of your goal. So if your goal is to lose 20 pounds, for example, then your energy balance is going to have to be in a deficit. Okay. We know that right off the bat, but what does that look like? Okay, what does that that deficit look like? Is it a a wide deficit? Is it a narrow deficit? Is it is it even really needed? Actually, this is another thing too. A lot of people think they need to be at a deficit in order to to drop body fat. When really they they really just need to be dialed in to essentially a a maintenance target, right? That comes down to your metabolism and the four features of that, which I'll talk about in a minute. Um, but a lot of people are so inconsistent with their energy that it's not balanced. And because it's not balanced, their body doesn't know what to do And because it doesn't know what to do. It kind of like in- encounters the situation where it puts on weight really, really, really slowly. And it doesn't really have the ability to, to, to lose weight because it's, it's spiking, right? Your, your energy is spiking constantly, meaning you're having days where you're spiking your calories really high. And then other days where you're under shooting massively, and then spiking high again and undershooting and your body's not going to burn or really put on weight. If you're doing that, uh, what it will do is it, it certainly won't lose weight. Let's put it that way. What it might do is add weight slowly because when you have transients that are really, really, really high, sometimes they, uh, sometimes your body will react to that by, by building a slight surplus, right? It'll burn. It'll, it'll basically burn down some of those carbs you have, for example, and store them as body fat and not have the ability to use them. And so it'll slowly pack on. Okay. That is more likely of a scenario to happen if you're spiking inconsistently than, than the opposite, which would be losing weight, which would be losing body fat. Um, and, and one, one really good way to test this, not with yourself, but just so that you understand it is look around at people that you know, who don't follow any sort of structured regimented nutrition and they just kind of eat whatever. And while it might seem like they're not overeating, they are still slowly putting on weight year after year, or they're still overweight and they're hanging on to that, that extra body fat. And they've had it for years and years and years. That's really, really common too. And that's a byproduct of being inconsistent. So uh, the best way that you can go about understanding how to achieve this unity balance of your calories in versus calories out is, is first to understand what your resting metabolic rate is. Okay. Now this is like getting into the, almost like this is the scientific part. This is the biological part. This is the stuff that a lot of people don't want to learn. They want the quick answer, but guys, this is where the value is. This is where you can develop what I was talking about earlier, that, that ability to be able to predictably lose weight on command. 
Okay. You really need to understand this stuff. So the first one is understanding your resting metabolic rate. Now I can't tell you your resting metabolic rate. In fact, no one can tell you your resting metabolic rate. Your, um, and when I say resting metabolic rate, I need to be clear about something. There's actually four functions that make up your metabolism. Okay. Uh, those four functions are your resting metabolic rate, which is one of them. That's the biggest one. That is the, the energy that your body burns just being alive. Okay. Just being alive. So whatever your muscle to fat ratio is that plays a major role. Uh, but just like your arterial functions, moving around your heart, pumping your blood, circulating your eyes, blinking, um, those little things that is your resting metabolic rate at work. Okay. Uh, the other three are a lot lower in value, uh, because the resting metabolic rate, that's what burns the majority of your body's calories on a daily basis. So number two is something called NEAT or NEAT. And that is your non-exercise active thermogenesis. And really what that is, is your, your body's burning of calories through non-exercise activities non-exercise activities. So fidgeting or uh, posture control, um, you know, moving your, you're like talking, uh, you know, little things that you do. It's like little bodily functions. Uh, those things all take energy to perform, you know, scratching something or, you know, stretching, whatever, all those things take energy because those things take energy. They do burn calories, but it's non-exercise active thermogenesis. Okay. It's very, very, very small. All right. It's like 10% of your daily burning of calories. Um, the third one is the EAT, all right? The, and that's the exercise active thermogenesis. That is the thermogenesis or caloric burn uh, or the, the burning of calories through activity, through exercise activity. So when you go to the gym and you run a couple miles or something, then what, the amount of calories you burn while doing that, that is your exercise active thermogenesis. Okay. That is exercise active thermogenesis. Those are calories burned performing exercise. And then the fourth one is the thermogenesis of feeding. This is something a lot of people don't know. When your body digests food, when you break down food and you pass nutrients from your stomach into your intestines, into your bloodstream, that whole process takes energy to perform. It actually takes quite a bit of energy to perform. So when you eat food, a lot of times you don't realize that you're actually burning calories. Okay. You're burning calories just by eating obviously it's not that high. Otherwise there'd be no obesity, right? Because obesity is really contributed to by overeating in large amounts. So it's not that high. You can't um, eat food and expect your body to burn more by breaking that down than you're ingesting. The only time that's possible is with certain vegetables, okay? Because some vegetables are really fibrous and they're actually hard to break down. And because they're hard to break down, your body will burn more calories or an equivalent amount of calories just breaking them down than it will um, acquire from them nutritionally, all right? But pretty much anything beyond just a handful of vegetables will be a net positive in terms of calories. So those are your four functions of metabolism, okay? Resting metabolic rate, non-exercise active thermogenesis, exercise active thermogenesis, and then the thermogenesis of feeding, Okay. So it's, you don't need to know all four of those, like what the actual value is, but the one that you can get close to understanding is your resting metabolic rate. It's also the only one you can really influence. And when you know that number, when you know that number, by the way, no one can tell you that number. You have to test for that number. And you can do this a couple different ways. We'll talk about that in a minute. But once you know that number, then you know exactly where you stand. You know how many calories you're burning every day doing basically nothing. And then you know how many calories you're burning a day 
when you're being active, when you're doing 10,000 steps, if that's your goal to, as far as exercise or when you're going to the gym and you're weight training, you can start to understand what are my actual numbers. And when you know your numbers, everything becomes predictable because it's numbers, right? It's just science at that point. So that's the first thing is understanding your metabolism. The second thing is understanding the sources of your calories. Okay. So you, you know how many calories you're taking in because you see nutrition labels and stuff like that. And if you're not doing that, then I recommend you write down what you eat and track those calories for a while and understand just how many calories you're taking in. But here's the next best part. And this paints a lot of clarity is where are those calories coming from? In other words, what are my macronutrients? And if you don't know what macros are, no problem. Macronutrients are proteins, fats, and carbs. And those three things make up all of the calories that you're ingesting. All right. We're not going to, you can get into some nitty gritty with fiber and alcohol, but I'm going to leave those out of the conversation for now because they're such a small, insignificant piece. Um, but when it comes to proteins, fats, and carbs, those are your macronutrients. Those are what provide your body with the bulk of the nutrients that it needs in order to have energy to perform any function. So you need to know in order to get these results, in order to be able to do this stuff on command, you need to know how many grams of protein, how many grams of fat, and how many grams of carbohydrates you are ingesting every day in order to reach your calories for that day. Okay. Now this is something that's probably brand new to a lot of you. And there's a few ways to track it. I recommend using my fitness pal. It's a free app. There's a little bit of a learning curve because you, you put in your meals and you have to search for the item and put the item in and it'll tell you how many grams of proteins and fats and carbs it has in it. It also give you the, the calorie value and you can see per meal, how many calories you're eating, how many of each macro you're consuming. And it'll give you a tally uh, for the whole day that tells you how many calories you ate. And when you do this day after day after day after day for a while, you start to really understand not just how many calories you're eating, which again is the, the calorie balance. That's the, the, the energy balance. That's the crucial part to making this whole thing work. But you're also going to understand what the source of those calories are. And the reason that's important is because if you got all of your nutrients, all of your calories from carbs and you were eating like no protein or no fat, then your body would struggle. Your body would have issues with that. Okay. Your body wouldn't have protein is important. Protein is, is amino acids. Amino acids is muscle control. It's stomach control or stomach repair, muscle repair. It, uh, it, it does so many things for you. Um, it also is responsible for the majority of your body composition. So you need protein. You can't just cut out protein. And likewise, if you cut out all your fat, then you would struggle like seriously on the vitamin side, vitamin deficiency would be a major problem you would experience. And because of that, you would have bone issues and skin issues and vision issues and uh, fatigue. And, um, you would have like hormone imbalance and all kinds of things. So like that's bad too. And then the third piece is cutting carbs. Now people, they think that cutting carbs is smart. Um, and I know ketogenic diets are a big thing right now. I don't like them. I don't recommend them. Um, I would never encourage anyone to be keto People have their reasons for it, but there's a reason also that when people go into keto full bore, they experience something called the keto flu. <laughs> and that's when you're so calorie restricted, you, you literally get sick for usually like a week or two. And when you, uh, when you start to experience that, it's because your body doesn't want to be in that state and it's basically trying to fight it. 
and um, you're, you're deficient on energy and you're trying to retrain your body from using carbohydrates, which is a natural source of energy, to now using other things in your body as energy. So it starts to burn fat cells as energy, which sounds great in theory. And yes, people have gotten results in terms of weight loss from that strategy, but it's such a niche strategy that most people can't sustain for more than a month or two. And you are changing the foundational performance of your body by doing that. <laughs> and, it, and it's so extreme that when that day finally comes where you do eat a cracker or a piece of bread or a, a spoonful of rice or something, your body is going to completely like go off the rails. It's not going to know what to do. And it's going to start trying to burn fuel from both sources. Right, you'll probably experience fatigue and sickness again. And then the worst part is you're going to undo all that keto gen that, uh, that, that keto, um, re like training that you forced your body to do. You're going to kind of undo all that stuff. So I don't recommend it. Anyways, the point is cutting any macronutrient protein, fat, or carbs all the way down to zero or almost to zero is not smart. Uh, and it's also the biggest contributor to your calories, right? Those three things are the biggest contributor to your calories, which is your energy. And you need to understand your energy. Um, the last thing I want to explain here is that you need to understand is because the first one was what's your resting metabolic rate. The second is what are the sources of your calories, which macros are you taking in? And the third one is understanding the difference between a surplus and a deficit and what that really means. So if you are trying to lose weight, like chances are you need to be in a little bit of a caloric uh, deficit. Okay. You need to be at a slight deficit. How wide is that deficit? Depends on you. Depends on your experience. It depends on the four functions of your metabolism. It depends on, um, what you like to eat, what your lifestyle is like. Those things all play a role. And most importantly, it depends on your goal. Okay. Um, so some people, uh, a wide deficit is actually like a 150 calorie deficit, meaning, if your resting metabolic rate, oh, excuse me, if your maintenance caloric target is here, then you should be 150 below that. Like that's an example of a very narrow deficit. Okay. A wide deficit might be 500 or 600 calories. Okay? It depends on the person, depends on all those variables. How do you know which one to use? A lot of testing. Okay. A lot of experience goes into making that decision and then you need to test it and try it and understand it. Um, and then likewise surplus. Okay. If you're underweight right now, Okay. If you're like super skinny and you want to be able to put on muscle, you can't do that without additional calories. So how many calories do you eat? Well, you don't just go off the rails and eat everything under the sun. Okay. That's not smart either. So you need to understand what that surplus needs to be. Is it a hundred, 200, 400, 600 calories, a thousand. And then where are those coming from? What are the macros that make up those calories? Guys, all these things are important and all these things matter. So it's not just, Oh, I want to lose weight. I should stop eating as much or I want to put on weight, I should start eating more. It's not that black and white. It's not that simple. And the reason that you may not have gotten any results to date is because you're following something that's so simple. Okay. Weight loss is an art form. It really is. It's a science like 99%, but that last 1% is a little bit of an art form. Okay. It's a little bit of testing, tweaking, trying new things, and then using intuition based on experience because everyone's a little bit different. And when you introduce the complexities of working with a human being, then it's not just black and white, which is why not every medicine works for every single person in every situation. Okay. It depends on the person, depends on so many variables. So if this sounds like easy in theory to you, yeah, I'll just balance out my calories and I'll be good. Then great. 
awesome. You know, take a stab at it. I encourage it. Um, I will tell you that it took me years to figure out how to do this the right way. <laughs> uh, but if this sounds complicated to you and confusing and you don't want to waste a few years trying to figure this out and testing, cause every time you run a test, by the way, it's, you really have to test these things for like 90 days at a time or six months at a time to really understand how they work, to really understand how they work. Okay. Uh, but if this sounds complicated and you don't want to go through that testing, and you would rather just have someone hand it to you and guide you through that process so that you can lose the weight that you want to lose and start to master that skill so that you can carry it with you forever and ever and ever and predictably be able to lose weight on command for the rest of your life, then jump on a call and see if you're a good fit for the Mind Body Academy, which is my academy where I teach and train and coach people through this process. So they don't just get the result, but they also understand it on the back end so that they can deploy it for years and years and years and years and years. So if you want to do that, if you want to jump on a call and see if you're a good fit for the Mind Body Academy, then go over to my website at gordonalight.com forward slash apply. If you go over there, you'll see my scheduler, pick a time on the calendar, I will call you at that time, we'll have this conversation, and if it is a great fit, then that's awesome, right? I can enroll you in the academy, we can get started right away, and you can start making these forward progressions. And if it's not a good fit, for whatever reason, that's cool too. I'll pass you along to someone who I think you can help you or give you some information, some resources, and we can go from there. Uh, but either way, you're going to leave that call with a ton of clarity, knowing at least a lot more about what was working, what wasn't working, and what is left to fill the gaps and fill the holes so that you can understand what to do next. So again, if you want to do that, go head over to gordonalight.com forward slash apply. And um, thank you guys for those of you who jumped on, uh, Wayne's on, Mark's on. And um, again, if you want to see this stuff on Facebook, guys, go over, search for The Art of Weight Loss. If you're on this uh, Facebook mess, uh, video now and you want to see the podcast, go over and check out the Strength of Body and Mind podcast. All right, that's going to do it. Thank you guys so much. And I will talk to you in the next one. See ya. Bye.